Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Here we are on show 96 already. 96. Hard to believe. Now, and not only are we doing show 96, you're doing it uh, with a little bit of a disability. Yeah, I have a, something wrong with my paw. Yes. <laughs> you do indeed have a busted wing. Your uh, right arm is in a very big cast. Yeah. Uh, looks like you've had a little surgery on that elbow of yours. I did, from what I remember of it anyway. So last week they decided to fix what's been wrong with my arm for over a year. It's, it's called an extender tendon yeah. or something like that. So they went in and did something to modify it. So... <laughs> So with your right arm being out of commission, have you been self-pleasuring with your left arm? No, that's a chore. There's no, it, it's like, it's like, yeah, being self-pleasured by, I don't know. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> by a stranger who's not very skilled? So yeah, something like that. Apparently you're not ambidextrous. I am not, not in that method. I'm getting good at feeding myself. I can't open things, but yeah, self-pleasuring, I, I have not been able to do, I, I, I may have to uh, ask for some help. <laughs> well, you, you do need to get your priorities straight. Then. Yes. <laughs> you can feed yourself in that self-pleasure. Aww. So uh, in a little bit, we are going to be talking with uh, Daddy W, who mm-hmm. is going to tell us about a cigar fetish, about yes. the cigar fetish. And that one was a new one to me and um, made a lot of sense, the stuff that he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've recently become a cigar smoker on occasion. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sir Eric up in Cleveland, tried to ta- taught me some stuff about humidors and about the right way to uh, cut off the ends and light them and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and just a little more knowledge about the, the different um, types of cigars mm-hmm. and things like that. That was really nice over the Christmas the Christmas holiday. And Daddy W is gonna, has uh, been teaching me via the podcast mm-hmm. how to kink it up <laughs> and use it both as a power exchange and a BDSM tool. Nice. So we will hear from uh, Daddy W shortly. But before we get there, we have a, a couple of little things we want to mention along the way as we are preparing for show 100 right around we the corner. We are. Uh, we had a listener comment on our show on uh, pets that we did some time back. Yes. So they made a comment. We were looking for a word, and I know there's a couple of words, but they came up with a word um, about um, humans who think of themselves as animals, either spiritually or physically. And the term that he came up with was therianthropy. So, and that they consider themselves a therianthrope as well. So I'm not sure I've heard of that word before, but... I decided to look it up, and it is a valid word, and exactly what he says it is. You know, we should probably... We've done show on pets. We've done shows on pony play. Right. A little bit different to me, and we've done cosplay as well. Mm-hmm. A little bit different to me is a different kind of role play where you would take on more of an animal... I don't want to say spirit, right? but... Uh, not just play at being an animal, right. but try and do some, what's that pagany word, invoke yeah, the, the animal the invoking spirit. the animal spirit or that animal piece of yourself. So, so there's two views of looking at it. Right, right. So that would give a new uh, view of doggy style. Yes, absolutely. Like doggies. <laughs> well, Interesting topic for me. I'd love to do, uh, find somebody that would um, be willing to talk about something like that. Uh, we actually have a fair number of shows coming up mm-hmm. uh, already scheduled. I'll, I'll mention that really quickly. Um, the next episode, and again, all right, I grant you that this is flexible, but mm-hmm. uh, the next episode we have planned is stepping into being a slut. Nice. And that will be, you know, how do you take yourself or in your relationship from the, a spot of we're a nice happily married or a uh, couple of some sort, mm-hmm. or an individual of some sort, right. and I've got a kinky fantasy or two, and making those come true in a safe and sane and naughty manner. 
And then after that, there's going to be a show about going uh, into a master-slave relationship. Uh, in, how do you move into that as a full-time thing? Yes. And then after that, we're going to talk about foundations of polyamory. Nice. And on all three of those shows, that's going to be pretty much just you and me, you and me. Uh, polyamory show, I've got a maybe guest. We might bring in Karen to come sit with us. Mm-hmm. But basically, uh, we've done a lot of episodes lately where things we don't know a lot about. We've been in, in view, inviting experts. Right. So the next couple episodes will be you and me uh, sharing some of the things that we're good at. Exactly. And then we've still got some topics that we don't know a lot about that <laughs> we've been interviewing people on. So we've really, yeah, we've really been uh, putting some stuff into place. Which is it's just kind of funny. We've got... Um, Oh, I don't know, 300 events, workshops, munches that we've been to at this mm-hmm. point, um, 100 podcasts, and we are still running into shit where we're saying, whoa. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know about that. Tell me more. And my dick's getting hard. I know. I, never knew. I know. That happened on a, um, an interview we did recently that I didn't know anything about. It's like, oh, whoa, I thought I'd heard of everything that turned me on. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> okay, so before we get any farther mm-hmm. oh i know what i want to do i want to tell everybody again uh, so there's an event coming up in west virginia yes or, and um it's called camp out and it is a multi-day event um 139 bucks they will give you shuttle from the bus or train station or airport to get there and uh, the registration price so here's the here's the deal for 139 bucks you get 10 meals 40 workshops, presentations, unlimited access to the dungeon, and the pool for five days and four nights. Wow. You know, that's a really great price yeah, when you no just kidding. think it, putting in the food. And if you're not a big camper and you, you don't have your own camping mm-hmm. gear, or maybe you're traveling from out of state and you don't want to bring your camping gear on the right. airplane, they will rent you camping gear for the event for 35 bucks. For the Wow. Yeah, yeah, I I really like those are really good prices. So we'll we'll probably be dragging out our uh, pop up. Oh hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting old. We are bringing the pop up. Uh, you can find out more about that at transcampout.org, um, and that's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to tell you more about that in future shows. As a matter of fact, uh, I know a secret. You do, and I will share that next episode. Uh-huh. I'm just that way. I know. If you don't feel like waiting until uh, camp out, then right around the corner here in central Ohio is the Adventures in Sexuality Perversion Diversion. Nice. That will be on January 14th at the 8 Ball, which is this big mega pool hall mm-hmm. thing jig. Oh, uh, five bucks donation covers your table cost, starts at 8 p.m., and it's a great opportunity for people that are, um, you know, maybe you're new to the scene, you want to go meet somebody, maybe you're uh, not sure that you're going to, you know, have anything to talk about and just shoot some pool. Right. Maybe you're very social, you'll sit around and talk about, maybe you want to see all your old friends mm-hmm. in a nice, relaxed, vanilla setting. I love the PDs, so, and like you said, it is a great way to be social, just sit around and chill, and yeah, maybe hook up, maybe just socialize, but it's a great evening out. Yep, and as a matter of fact, um, if you are thinking, gee, maybe I want to go, but I'm not sure, or it's my first event, I'm a little Mm -hmm. nervous, you holler to Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com, and we will make sure that uh, we have somebody to go with you. Absolutely. Maybe you don't want to go by yourself. So maybe we'll go with you. <laughs> maybe we will. <laughs> I hate to commit to things on my calendar when I can't see my calendar in front I of know, me. I know. I know. Hey, we may well make that one. So, and it won't be the first time that I have um, brought a newbie in and hooked him up with somebody from AIS that's real personable, and then go around and introduce everybody. So, you know, they you know like that, to do that. That worked out really well for the last person you did that with. It I, did. I seem to recognize they're in some kind of mega poly relationship. They thing are with, Jake, with somebody I introduced them to. So, yeah. You little matchmaker. <laughs> that worked out really well. Um, hey, let's go into the question of the day at this point. Okay. The, the question of the day comes from our own Slave Jim. Slave Jim, yeah. who can't be with us. She's been so busy with her new job. So. We miss her. We do indeed. We miss you, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the question of the day? The question of the day is, your master commands you to change something non-physical about yourself. 
How do you approach this? And can this command even be followed? And one of the examples that she gave me was like, um, what if part of your personality is um, that you're really peppy? What if part of your personality is that you're shy? Um, what if you mumble to yourself, you know, while you're out in public? What if you're a little OCD? You know, little things like that, non-physical things, but they're part of your personality. How do you handle it if your master asks you to change it? So, good question. Yeah, I thought that was a really good question. Uh, now, my, my personal opinion is that, you hell yeah, you can change these things. It's a matter of awareness. Mm-hmm. Now, we're assuming that these are, okay, so we have to start off with the assumption it's a beneficial change that master masters are kind and um, maybe not kind, but at least he's a reasonable, sane person. We're not talking about they want you to only breathe 12 times a minute or uh, be able to, you know, like funky stuff like that, right? right? For myself, when I give you or Slave Jam or other uh, people that are in my care orders like that, commands like that, it's about mm-hmm. self-improvement mm-hmm. or it's about simple awareness, right? For example, uh, I gave you the command to, um, oh, I don't know, uh, make the bed daily. And it's not quite along the same line, so I hate using that example, but things that make you stop and think and become aware. Right. Uh, if you happen to have a habit of mumbling to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And the command is to not do that. Well, it's it's couplefold. First off, master, you can't just give the command and be done with it. It is your responsibility to pay attention, to bring it up, to mention it, you know. And and as I've said before, right, you don't just give a command and then if it's not followed, go right into to some tremendous punishment thing. Right. Start off with correction. You start mm-hmm. off by saying, oh, you know. I've noticed that you are still doing, and we'll, you, we'll just use the mumbling thing, right? Right. I've noticed you're still mumbling under your breath after I've told you to not do that. Mm-hmm. Pay more attention. Stop doing it. Mm-hmm. And being engaged in that and telling them not to do that. I tell you, a lot of that stuff is not as subconscious as we think it is. A lot of it's more conscious than we think it is. And a lot of it, it's a matter of practice, practice, practice. And you catch yourself doing it and you train yourself out of it. Right. Um, can you think of any examples of things that I've given you that you've had to train yourself out of? Mm, interrupting conversations. Hell yeah. So that's a big one. And um, sometimes a little difficult for me because I get into presenter space. I get into pod personality space, mm-hmm. you know. And I know that it is something that I want to learn how to do too. But especially in MS environments, it's, it's something that um, you require of me is not to interrupt a conversation, which in reality is respectful anyway. Right. You know, it's a great skill. So um, that is one that you've given me. I'm trying to think. But that's a, that's a great example. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if it is your nature to, to just jump in and speak in the middle of stuff, there's no reason. And this is not even a master slave or mistress slave sort of thing right. that you can't train yourself not to do that. Specifically for a slave, why would you tell a slave not to uh, either mumble under their breath or interrupt conversations and both come to being present being yes. aware of yourself and your surroundings and what you're doing right then mm-hmm. listening and i think that especially with the interrupting conversations this is a listening skill right it's not that i don't want you to interrupt conversations i want you to listen to the existing conversation mm-hmm. um, and sometimes it can get hard for me especially in that one because i don't feel like i'm interrupting a conversation i feel myself as a synergistic speaker you know there's an energy exchange mm-hmm. there so there's a give and take so it can get a little harder for me but it is something that i want to learn and absolutely want to be a great listener so you know and those are things and i reflect you so absolutely do i you know i want to behave the way that um you seem is appropriate mm-hmm. So, and it, it like, it's a great skill. So, and love to be mindful. And I've learned a lot, you know, just by learning that skill. Right. So. And I think it's important to realize we're not talking about changing you from someone that you are to someone that you're not. Mm-hmm. It's improving who you are. Right. So I believe that you can indeed command, make these kind of commands. Uh, and I think the methodology is that you both have to be engaged. Hopefully you've explained to that slave here's why this is important and you've given them some ideas here's how to do it 
but you also stay engaged and say when they when they fail to follow that command, you know, to say to recognize you're either ignoring my command or you're trying and you need to keep trying or you've made great progress. Right. Keep going. And some of us feel a little hardwired sometimes. So like the OCD example, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes there's there's a little hardwiring there, I believe, that needs to be rerouted. <laughs> A little bit, right? You know, on a minor level, I'm not, you know, stating like major OCD, you know, compulsion or something like yeah. that. But now, and there absolutely, of course, there is levels of OCD of um, that are beyond a ma- and and there's mm-hmm. all kinds of things that are beyond a master's command. By the right. way, and, and you know, uh, it would be a foolish command to say stop being depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, that just doesn't make sense. Or stop, you know, for the the level of OCD where you're washing your hands ten times a day. I used to date a girl that did that, right? You know, you can't, you can say, just stop doing that. And you can tell an addict, just stop shooting heroin. And you right. can tell a depressed person, just stop being depressed. Mm-hmm. Those commands are valueless. The command to go see a counselor for, you know, four times mm-hmm. and see what they say about your depression. That's right. a legitimate command. Don't command away depression. That doesn't make sense. But if you are my responsibility, I can say, go seek help for so and so thing. Funny thing about that, of course, is after a couple sessions, unless you believe it's valuable, right. it'll be a waste of time. Right. So understood. But yeah, good question, Jim. That was a good question. It was a good question. I bet she was hoping I would say, nope, can't be done. And then she could go back to whatever it is that I <laughs> told her not to do. So, you... Yeah. <laughs> If you have a question of the day, you can email us at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. Or the Got Comment form on the webpage. You can go to Facebook, Erotic Awakening, one One word. word. (laughs) Voicemail, 206-309-0054. Or on uh, FetLife, you can find us as Erotic Awakening. And Twitter is Dan and Dawn. And by the way, on FetLife, we, the group, there's a group named Erotic Awakening. Not, we don't have a profile called Erotic Awakening. No, it's just occurred yeah. to me that maybe people are looking in the wrong direction. <laughs> so that's that. Um, Dawn, do you think that podcast listeners ever get tired of listening to us? Oh, I hope not, because well, <laughs> we come out every week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be pretty fucking stupid if they kept listening. And said, God, I hate these bastards. But my iTunes button is so far away. <laughs> If you're not tired of listening to us, and maybe you'd like to even do the see us thing. we got all kinds of shit coming up. Yes. Um, the last couple of times we've said, oh boy, it's the holidays, it's December, nothing going on. Surgery. <laughs> you know, now we got all kinds of smack going on. And we it wanna... is 2011, New yes, Year. <laughs> absolutely. So what do we got coming up in 2000? And, you know, we're not, I don't want to spend a tremendous amount of time on this, but no. I do want to share some of the neat events that we'll be doing in the next... Uh, next month or so. Yeah. And, so. And we just went through our calendar today. So we absolutely have a lot of neat stuff coming up. But, yeah, let's just cover the first couple. Go ahead. What, what do you got on first? Well, first we have decompression. So this is going to be a new one, new for, one us. for us. Mm-hmm. This is Ohio's only adult relaxicon for fans of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror. <laughs> now, you're, what are you giggling about? I don't know. I like the combination, especially with our workshops. <laughs> I was—I thought you were giggling about. So one of the podcasts we've been listening to lately is Big Fatty Online. Yes. <laughs> and he uh, is a big fat gay man who goes yes. to the occasional leather events. And he calls the leather events the horrors. <laughs> I thought he liked the Halloween cons, but I don't think that's what he meant. So you're wondering why, well, Dan, uh, Don, uh, why are you guys going to a sci-fi fantasy horror convention? Oh. Well, <laughs> I think we've kind of let it slip before that we are kind of geeks. Yes. <laughs> so we'll fit in in that realm. But beyond that, this is actually a adult-oriented theme. And we're actually going to be doing uh, two presentations mm-hmm. there. We're going to be doing a presentation on poly, some sort of a polyamory mm-hmm. presentation. And we will also be doing, I think... One of our newest favorites, flirting. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Um, so that's going to be awesome. Hopefully we'll have a chance to practice. So that'll Flirting? be fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you need more chances to practice. I do. I, I concur. <laughs> I completely agree. And maybe people will sign your cast. Ooh, that'll be nice. So I'll have a naughty cast. 
So that's <laughs> decompression. Yes, right and, here uh, in Central Ohio. Yep, and that is on January 14th, 15th, and 16th. Mm-hmm. But apparently doing one event a weekend is not <laughs> quite good enough for us. We've challenged ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Though this one was without our knowledge. True. So the second one that came up, but such a great thing. Which is? This is the um, NLA Prisco combination January party. Yeah. So uh, the one of the people that is uh, one of the board members of NLA, yes. Columbus, uh, called me and said, hey, what are you guys doing on January 15th? And we mm-hmm. said, well... Uh, I think we've got plans at that point because we'd already started talking to decompression types. And they said, well, right. we're actually having our January party. NLA Columbus and Prisco is getting together for a January play party. And we'd, we'd want to know if you guys wanted to go. And we're like, well, <laughs> you, know, we, you know, we love going to play parties. Got no problem with that. Right. And they said, good, because the theme of this party is a fundraiser for Dan and Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like... Ooh, I'm glad decompressions in Central Ohio because we are now going to two events. <laughs> exactly. So the uh, the January play party is on January 15th, and that runs from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. And um, that is in Central Ohio. The actual address will be sent to registered attendees. Um, but it's a fun way to spend a Saturday night in the dreary month of January. And um, again. Uh, you know, we can't even express how humbled and grateful oh. we are by this. But without our knowledge, they just said, hey, you know what? We're going to sell tickets. And the tickets for this are 20 bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. And of that, a portion of each ticket is going right to Dan and Dawn's travel fund to help them run around doing Master Slave presentations. As podcast listeners know, you and I are the current uh, Great Lakes region Master Slave couple. Yes. And we are very fortunate to not only do classes like polyamory and flirting, mm-hmm. but also on the master slave lifestyle. So we'll be, um, they're just going to donate parts of that party fund to us. Oh, extremely grateful. This is just, oh. <laughs> and I tell you, one of the things I'm hoping to be able to do for that is we, uh, you may or may not remember, oh, podcast listeners, that back in August when we ran for Great Lakes Leather Alliance master slave title, we did mm-hmm. a fantasy skit. Yes. Well, it may be that the fantasy skit, we might finally have had that video. Oh, that would be awesome to have it with us. Yes, that would be awesome to have it with us. So we are hoping that um, we're going to work that out. Now, you may not give a shit about that. You may not even give a shit about the play party. You may not give a shit about Dan and Dawn. But that's fine. You need to go anyway because Lady X Teen will be catering. Nice. <laughs> I just saw that. Did on you here just myself. see that? Yes. Oh wow! I so, didn't realize that. So good, good food. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you, she is absolutely amazing. She makes. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, we, we had, when I was really a vegetarian right? for a while, and she gluten free. She just made some really amazing mm-hmm. stuff for us. It was yummy. So <sighs> that's what we got coming up. I got one more uh, thing that I know you want to talk about because this absolutely. is uh, again. Oh, boy. So you come back. We're, we're coming back to the uh, Winter Wickedness event that we have mentioned um, here in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> so here's kind of a funny thing. When we, this is the one where we tell everybody if you, you need to buy your tickets immediately. Right. And we just found out that Goddessy, mm-hmm. who did the poetry for on the podcast a couple weeks or a couple episodes ago. Right. They did get tickets. They did get tickets. They were on the waiting list and... Um, somehow it filtered through to them, and they did get their tickets. And I think we've just pissed off 152 people. Oh, no. They and decided we, not to get on the waiting list? <laughs> no. Uh, the funny thing is, so this is quite literal numbers. 306 people are going. Right. 152 maybes. Oh, no. <laughs> <You guess. laughs> and so the neat thing about it, the neat thing that they're going to do this time around is, and I know you're excited about mm-hmm. this, they're going to have, um, I don't know if they're calling it, are they calling it like, it's like I'm thinking it's like chapel space, so um, something like that, and um, it's really a neat idea. Ceremonial space. Ceremonial space. That's yes. probably a better a better um, description of it, and um, it's really a neat idea because uh, well, we're not doing the Scarlet Sanctuary this time around, but we are doing the live pod show Mm -hmm. but now we also have the ceremonial space that's set aside and the reason for that is because we get asked to do um collarings and hand fastings and gifting of leather Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and you know Beric and Sheba are are always asked hey do you have spare room hey do you have spare room so that we can invite people into this and 
usually all the extra room is play space. Mm -hmm. So we end up having these ceremonies in um, people's hotel rooms, which isn't bad, but you can only invite so many people. Well, Barak and Sheba have decided to set aside some space this time around for people that want to have their um, their collarings or anniversaries or weddings or hand fastings or gifting of leather, mm-hmm. um, anything like that. There's a space set aside. So, and, and when you say weddings, right, we're talking literal weddings, that there will be at least three there, different um, certified clergy, you being one of them, mm-hmm. on site to uh, to perform. Actual yes, weddings. there there is three of us, but one of them is actually one of the ones getting married. So um, <laughs> she is available, but <laughs> not, not in certain time slots. Right, not in certain time slots. So, and we are um, legalized clergy in the state of Ohio, mm-hmm. and um, we've all done many weddings before, and many ceremonies and commitment ceremonies. And um, I've got a couple of collarings under my belt, mm-hmm. and so, and we've got at least one collaring wedding gifting of leather combined already set up and i know of at least one more ceremony so um i'm just putting this out there that you are as reverend dawn Mm -hmm. you are available if somebody now this is for only people that have already got their tickets for winter wickedness yes they're already going no you can't have people that don't have tickets come into your wedding but if you've already got tickets Mm -hmm. and you would like reverend dawn you mm-hmm. yes. to marry people they can get a hold of you and you, you can set that up absolutely so or if i'm busy at that time slot we do have another person available mm-hmm. so that's very qualified and, and a lot of experience under her belt so right. and this is just a lot of fun this is what we do we love we, <laughs> so I'm just and, excited. Or if you want to do a collaring mm-hmm. or a gifting of leather that kind of thing they that, can get a hold of you they can get a hold of me you could actually have dan uh you know, Master, Master Dan, Dan and GLA representative doing your gifting of leather or part of that process, doing your collaring, whatever it is that you want to get done. Yes. So, and just uh, make sure to get up with um, me because I'm the one that has the calendar. So we actually have time slots that are available that we would have to schedule that into. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Now, uh, so that's about it. We got, I mean, actually, we've got about a dozen other things, but I, mm-hmm. I don't really want to make this the What Dan and Dawn Are Doing show. No, that's, first, that's through the first week of February. Yeah, so <laughs> that's the next couple of Lots weeks. Lots of important stuff soon after that, too. I, and I really, I just did tie the, uh, calculate it. If, if you are, you know, you're listening to the podcast, say, well, you know, it'd be nice if I could actually see you guys on occasion, see you guys doing one of these presentations you're always talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, over the next calendar year, here it is January. Right. Over the next calendar year, we currently have 15 things scheduled yes. in five different states and one other country, Canada. Yes, and we have webinars coming oh, up. The webinars so the live webinars. So mm-hmm. Plenty of opportunities uh, if you want to see us do a presentation. And uh, you know what the reality is? There's going to be more. Yes. Um, if you've, The flip side is maybe you're going to an event in Kansas mm-hmm. where we don't have anything booked. And... Um, You'll tell the event promoters and say, hey, I want to see Dan and Don's MS Lifestyle class. Or I want right. to see Dan and Don's um, sensual spanking class. Mm. And, and then we'll get our ass out there. There you go. Uh, but today we are not going to be talking about any of that stuff <laughs> beyond what we've already said. Instead, we are going to talk about... So, Don, let yes. me just ask you directly, because this is where everybody's mind goes when you talk Uh-oh. about this. Have you ever been fucked by a cigar? No. Have you ever been fucked by a pen? Yes. <laughs> uh, soda bottle. Yes. Microphone. Not yet. Wait a minute. Got to think. No, not yet. <laughs> okay. That's really got nothing to do with our topic. Only the first question does. But I thought it was but, fun to talk about. Okay. But a cigar field research. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You've bought a few new ones lately. How <laughs> much of those fucking cigars cost? You're not going to yeah, get them Yeah. Right. But instead of dipping it in brandy, you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll share that at the next AA meeting. Thanks. Um. So, uh, we were talking with, uh, so the, the, I guess the, the long version of this, well, I, I don't want to tell the long version of the story. Okay. Um, cigar as a fetish is something mm-hmm. that I mean, I'm aware of. I'm aware some people are into it, but we don't see a lot of it. No, we don't see a lot of it. So. Part of it is because of the, the fact that smoking is really frowned upon anymore, so you don't get Absolutely. to see it stuff in a lot of events. Um a lot of it is, the, you'll see a lot more of the cigar fetish, according to 
Daddy W, it's a lot more prevalent in the uh, gay leather culture right. than it is the het co- leather culture or the kink culture mm-hmm. or the, the swinger culture. The swingers, who knows what they're up to. <laughs> we'll have to ask Mr. and Mrs. Swap Food if they've yeah. ever done cigar play. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, Mr. and Mrs. Swap Food, if you're listening, you guys haven't done a podcast lately. Oh. Get your asses out there. Get out of the bed and get onto the podcast. <laughs> Um, or so invite us over. And... <laughs> exactly. We'll have a joint podcast, he says, making little Yay. quotation marks in the air. Um, so not a lot of education, not a lot of knowledge between you and I on cigar right, finishes. Right, right. And like I said, I've seen a few people um, partake. I've seen, um, but very, very little. So mm-hmm. very little. So that was actually an interesting topic to me. Yep. Now, it just so happens Daddy W not only um, is a title holder himself in a couple different titles, which mm-hmm. we'll mention in the podcast, he also he does a class, obviously, on cigar fetishes. And nice. I'm, um, I'm kind of actually hoping that either uh, Barak and Sheba from Adventure Sexuality or maybe Jason from St. Louis are listening mm-hmm. to this podcast. And they say, well, I'd like to get these guys out there because... Purely from a self-serving perspective, because I want to see oh, this class. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you know, it was kind of neat when we started the interview because I had one kind of vision of what I thought a cigar fetish was, mm-hmm. and he went into some totally different topics that I hadn't thought of actually until he started like painting a picture, and <laughs> <laughs> that was that was very interesting. So, yeah. Was anything that he discussed? And we'll get into the interview right after I answer this. So just a yes or no answer. Was okay. anything that he discussed too hardcore for you? And, too hardcore. And what I'm talking about is he was talking about doing this thing. That's <laughs> a maybe. It depends on the intent behind it. Ooh. Depends on the energy and the intent behind it. You know, what? the more we talk to a couple of, um, to the, someone else that we interviewed as well, uh-huh. um, I could see that as a definite maybe. Well, to find out what it is that Don says, maybe, a definite <laughs> maybe, let's uh, hear from Daddy W. As I've mentioned before on the podcast, back in August was the uh, first time I've actually attended an event that had cigars as part of it. And it was the GLLA Ash Bash. And I've slowly become a cigar smoker since then. But from my understanding is there's actually an entire cigar fetish cigar play uh, wrapped around that and although I know nothing about that fortunately we found Daddy W who does know about it Daddy W welcome to the show thank you so do I have that do I have that right that there's an entire cigar fetish thing around it and yeah I know let's start off right off the bat with the whole Bill Clinton thing but is there more to it than that <laughs> uh, one of the uh, writers uh, of and uh, presenters uh, cigar play that uh, I'm acquainted with, Thor, wrote a um, iconic uh, piece entitled "Over a Million Things to Do with a Cigar," and that's uh, geared toward the um, gay leatherman's community. And uh, essentially, it's a very large list of things you can do with cigars, and then multiply those by topping and then bottoming, and then combina- combinations of thereof, uh, and you come up with well over a million different things to do with a cigar. So, so there's cigar tops and cigar bottoms. Oh yes. All right. I, clearly, I, I, I'm not visualizing this so far. I don't think I've ever been involved in a cigar scene, and and I like to uh-huh. think I've been around a little bit. So maybe explain. Let's start off by explaining what a common cigar scene would look like. Uh, <laughs> common and cigar scene. So I, I don't think those words go in the same sentence. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, l- let me give you some uh, some ideas, uh, some some vignettes, if you will. Uh, myself, I was Seattle Leather Daddy two thousand three, and uh, my sash brother. Uh, Scott, who was Seattle Leather Daddy 2005, um, uh, he and I got together and we had this very cute Mormon boy, right? Mormon. Grew up in a Mormon household. Okay. Right. That's pretty uh, kinky to start with. 
Uh, yeah, right. And he's looking us, looking at the two of us with uh, eyes about as big around as saucers. And we decide, yeah, well, let's uh, let's take him home and uh, show him a few things. Uh, so we get him back, uh, back to my place and in the living room. And I say, all right, boy, uh, get yourself over there to the liquor cabinet. Uh, get a couple brandy snifters. And uh, here's ha- and showed him uh, what a brandy snifter was. No, 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 <clears throat> that's a martini glass. That's <laughs> different, right? Um, and uh, okay, go over there. Uh, get that silver serving tray. Great. Now go over to the humidor and pick out one of each of the five different kinds of cigars in there. Put those on two of each on the tray. All right, uh, we're going to be over over here in the. Uh, leather chairs with the uh, cigar ashtray between the two of us. Um, and uh, so he brings over Brandy, uh, our choice of cigars. We teach him how to uh, cut a cigar uh, and how to light a cigar. So there's a whole service element to it that uh, when I taught at the Northwest Leather Celebration, uh, had quite a crowd of people. Uh, that's the... Um, the Northwest Master Slave event. Okay. So there's cigar service, right? So once you've uh, selected, lit, uh, and you get that cigar going, well, then you've got heat to play with, smoke to play with, right? Uh, think about those uh, iconically masculine movies, right? The police interrogation scene where the the police detective has got that cigar clenched in his teeth and he's blowing smoke and the interrogation subject's face. Sure. Okay. Um, uh, I've got a cigar branding scene coming up uh, later on this month. Uh, And gosh, what else? Of course, you've got this, you know, (laughs) sweet, innocent Mormon boy down there at your knees, licking your boots, uh, and you're having a brandy and a cigar, uh, and your buddy's over there having a brandy and a cigar. Um, and uh, the Mormon boy is just thoroughly corrupted at this point. Sure. Uh, if you're into boot licking, right? You can take that uh, take that cigar ash and tap it off onto the boot, uh, and have them lick that cigar ash off the boot. Uh, yeah. Hold out your hands, tap the cigar ash into their hands, and uh, cigar ash is um, just a little bit warmer than wax play. Okay. And so, so far, it strikes me uh, from, with the exception of one little thing that I'm going to come back to in a moment, it's very much a service and power associated, so more so than it is as an object itself, as a... Uh, oh, well, we're just getting warmed up here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned power, right? Who smokes cigars? Think about the iconic person smoking a cigar. Right. Right, the uh, rich, powerful men who've got uh, time and money to burn. Literally, uh, they're not uh, good cigars. Are not inexpensive. Uh, on the flip side, uh, you know, the think about the man with no name and the cheroot clenched in his teeth. Right, right? the right. the uh, the burly, iconic plumber, uh, the working man with that. Uh, with that stubby robusto clenched in his teeth. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's funny. Uh, an example that comes to my mind is Don and I just did a uh, a week long relaxed cruise on one of those little carnival lines. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. And and one of the people there was this. Uh, you know, he had the the tan and the Hawaiian shirt and the shorts on, just like everybody else. But he had this. Two inch bud of cigar stuck in his mouth the entire every time I saw him, and it just gave him the air of, yeah, I might be dressed like a relaxed tourist, but I'm pretty in control of myself, and I'm just keeping an eye on all you fuckers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, I've done. Uh, I did a transatlantic a couple of years ago, uh, and there were the gentlemen at the Friends of Dorothy. Uh, right. which they have, yeah, uh, and uh, met a couple of them in the cigar lounge and uh, spent a wonderful evening uh, chatting uh, with the folks in the cigar lounge. And that was um, 
a very nice uh, gathering of you know, you know, mostly straight folks, right? Uh, and a couple of the guys from Friends of Dorothy, uh, but a uh, sort of a rarefied air about the room, uh, and certainly the air, uh, F with uh, about a dozen cigars going. Uh, air was definitely rare in that room. Let me tell you. <laughs> Now, something you touched on a little bit ago that uh, I want to come back to for our more straight-up BDSM fans is you had two interesting words put together, cigar and branding. Right. So is that as literal as it sounds? Uh, You got it. (laughs) Uh, Now, uh, one of the things you can do is uh, if you've got – if they're wearing uh, – at – <clears throat> For the swingers in the audience, uh, you folks who wear the um, <clears throat> non-natural fiber clothing, do not do this. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I've, I've seen some of the shirts that the, uh, especially the male swingers wear, and right. these guys go up and these guys go up in flames if you did this. So, uh, cotton shirts, uh, cotton t-shirts are, are best for this, uh, and, and make sure that there isn't any spandex mixed in there. Uh, otherwise, you get a really nasty burn. Ask me how I know. Uh, <laughs> But you can take that uh, shirt and uh, pull it, uh, reach underneath, pull it away from the skin, and then press the cigar against the fabric. And that leaves you with a nice little hole. Sure. And you can have all, do all sorts of fun things with that hole, right? Um, depending on how close the shirt is to the skin, uh, sometimes you can get uh, uh, some heat from the shirt catching on fire burning through, uh, which might uh, leave a mark. Um, and then the closer the cigar gets to the skin, uh, the more of a mark you're going to leave. Um, you'll wind up, if you do cigar branding, um, you wind up with a um, serious uh, uh, close to third degree burn. It's, it's pretty toasty. Oh, I imagine. Now, yeah. have you done these before? Uh, I've done... Uh, one cigar branding uh, so far. Okay. Um, and uh, I've got uh, another one uh, on the ways. Uh, Thor has uh, one of my mentors in this cigar scene. Uh, has done a number of them, and I've uh, talked to him a bit about it. Wow. So. What about what about using smoke? Uh, <laughs> just blowing smoke in people's face, that kind of thing. Is that part of a cigar fetish? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. There are definitely folks who are into it, and as part of, say, an interrogation scene. Oh uh, sure. You no, know, yeah. Uh, it's it becomes breath control. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, you can do at uh, dry cleaning bags, uh, fill them full of cigar smoke. Uh, don't set them on fire with the end of the cigar. Um, I don't know anybody who lists melting dry melted dry cleaning bag as a fetish. <laughs> right. Uh, so you can do uh, – you can tent them. You can smoke them out. Sure. Uh, and um, the uh, smoke coming off the cigar and you have the cigar underneath some portion of their anatomy. Okay. Uh, right. Think about this for CBT, for example. Sure. Right. That's um, – and if you hold the cigar over, uh, um, say, uh, if you take their arm – uh, and you hold the uh, imagine you've got your your arm held out uh, okay. horizontally, and you hold the cigar uh, over the top of the arm. You can get down about you know a quarter of an inch above the skin, and uh, you're not going to notice a whole lot. If you get that close underneath, then uh, you're going to want to move the cigar or the arm pretty quickly. Hmm. Okay, so heat rises, smoke carries heat. Um, there's also the scent of the smoke. I uh, wear uh, leather gloves when I smoke a cigar, and those gloves uh, have leather and cigar scent. Yeah. So I'll take uh, take my hands and put them over someone's face, right? And they're breathing in leather and cigar smoke. Uh, the mic probably is not picking up Dawn moaning in the background, but apparently she approves of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, let me well, let me ask you about this. When you present on smoking or cigar play and cigar fetishes, I'm, I bet you there's a different um, 
a whole different parameter around safety and safety issues. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, you want to be, uh, you're playing with fire, right? It's fire play. Sure. So all of the fire play rules apply. And it's also similar to wax play uh, in that uh, you're, especially if you're dropping ashes on someone, uh, you want to be careful of the, the heat that's involved. And uh, with cigars, uh, the uh, good quality cigars anyway, uh, are made with tobacco. So you've got a consistent burn temperature. Once you start adding in uh, different chemicals and stuff like that, as they do with cigarettes, right. then uh, then your burn temperature starts to wander around. Uh, so uh, the other thing um, is the uh, cigar pl- uh, the cigar guys and the latex guys. Uh, they get two <laughs> separate parts. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what's the matter? Hey, we melt. Right. <laughs> um, and. Uh, you know the same thing was with the the, the folks wearing polyester, uh, and in the the straight community, uh, I've noticed that uh, people don't uh, that uh, nobody does poppers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there was a rather uh, scary story that I heard of uh, somebody doing poppers uh, and cigar play and uh, winding up with uh, flaming amyl nitrate. <clears throat> yeah, it's bad. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, so, so definitely you're... you would consider uh cigar play uh kind of edge play? Uh, edge play is a term that's been pretty overused, I think. Mm-hmm. So, uh for me, uh it's part of a scene. So, uh it also depends on what you're doing with the cigar, right? If you've got the cigar in the aluminum cigar tube uh inserted into someone um as opposed to them doing cigar service, uh, both of both of which fall into the category of cigar play. Um, one of which is considerably edgier than the other. So it's it's broad in scope. Okay. Okay. Um, well, if one more question for you, if you don't mind. Sure thing. What happened to the Mormon boy? Is he still around? Uh, yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> and he, uh, <laughs> about, a, about a year and a half later, uh, he wound up as the Northwest Community Boot Black 2010. And, uh, finished uh, first technical boot at International Community Boot Black and fourth overall. Uh, having been uh, boot black for less than a year, that's a pretty good showing at International Community Boot Black. Absolutely. So cool. I actually. I just chatted with him online last night, as a matter of fact. Well, make sure you tell him he's, he's famous now, or <laughs> as famous uh, as he could be in a podcast with four <laughs> listeners. Uh, Diamond Jack on FetLife. Okay. Okay. Well, Daddy W., uh, thank you very much for sitting with us. And um, you, uh, I know normally you just present on the West Coast, and uh, although you're the uh, Seattle Leather Daddy 2003 and Northwest Leather Sir 2006, do I have that right? That's correct. And not only do you teach the uh, cigar about cigar play and cigar fetishes, but also making your own leather gear. Also a very interesting sounding class. Um, two classes I haven't seen, and, and I know we have a couple event producers that listen to this podcast. So if they want to have you come out and teach either making leather gear or cigar fetish class, how can they get a hold of you? Daddy W on Fet Life is probably the best way to get a hold of me. And uh, I love teaching making leather gear. I uh, actually taught it in August at Floating World out in New Jersey. Oh, wow. And uh, they put me at, uh, in their morning class lineup. So I had a whole bunch of people getting up at uh, 9 a.m. Uh, well, uh, getting up for a 9 a.m. class on Saturday morning, which at Floating World is a pretty impressive feat. <laughs> and I'll have to say that their programming director is a sadistic son of a bitch uh, because – uh, 9 a.m. New Jersey time is 6 a.m. Seattle time. Right. So I get, uh, yeah, at, at 6 a.m. on Saturday morning, I'm up there with uh, uh, juggling all sorts of leather working tools and uh, razor blades. Nice. <laughs> okay. Well, like I said, I very much appreciate uh, you coming on with us today. It just so happens that I have a, uh, I don't know, you call the little guillotines. And a butane lighter and a big ass fat cigar at my disposal right here on my left hand side. 
And I ah. got a um, uh, a Dawn just kind of laying there with a smile on her face. So I think I've got uh-huh. something to do for the next 15 minutes. Oh, uh, wait. 15 minutes? That's an awful short and stubby cigar there. <laughs> Coming up next week, stepping into sluthood. Hmm. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Please visit Adventures in Sexuality at adventuresinsexuality.org. And thank you for joining us on Erotic Awakening. Please help support our podcast by rating us on iTunes. This helps to let us know what you think about the podcast, as well as making it visible to others. And we'll just wait while you go over to iTunes. <laughs> Give us five stars. Yeah, that would be awesome. Maybe a little comment. Yeah. Uh, if you want to be part of Erotic Awakening, we would love to have you. If you want to share about your favorite kink, an event, podcast, or a book, just toss us an email at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. Let's hear what you have to say. And live broadcast and chat room support, which we'll be using coming up soon, is provided by Mystic Radio. Find out more about Mystic Radio at mysticradio.org. Erotic Awakening supports... (laughs) I blew that. (laughs) Maybe if I say it in a funny voice, I'll get away with it. Erotic Awakening appreciates the support of Maui King, creators of distinctive and superior toys for the King and BDSM community. Visit them at mauikink.com. Maybe I'll buy it a little bit. Did you know you can buy an Erotic Awakening t-shirt or various selections from the Erotic Awakening audio library? No, no one knows that. No one knows that? (laughs) I think I've said it many times. (laughs) Visit the shop and support page of the Erotic Awakening website. 100% of what comes in from the audio library sales goes to our title Defense Travel Fund. And the dollar we make when you buy a coffee cup goes to printer cartridges for the podcast. So we really thank you for your support. We should get Master Doug, who's running, who's giving us the dungeon space yes. for the travel fund. We should get him a uh, erotic waking T-shirt. I like that idea. Except for what size would you get him? Like, oh my beefcake? God, beefcake! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Erotic Awakening is proud to support the Leather Heart Foundation, a nonprofit charitable organization dedicated to assisting those in need with the kink and leather community. Find out more at leatherheart. Leatherheart.org. <laughs> Music heard on Erotic Awakening is provided by the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information at music.podshow.com. Is that it? That's it. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dan. <laughs> <laughs>